0: Welcome to the Gamer's Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan.
1: Hello. I'm back. I'm still tired. I have not Huzzah. popped a coffee. People found that uh, <laughs> quite interesting in Discord when, when I said that. And I, You know where it comes from? It actually comes from a game that you play a lot of, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember in college, uh, this is like everyone's story about World of Warcraft. In college, when I was a rogue. Uh, and I was friends with rogues. I don't hang out with them much anymore, but, uh, my friend played a rogue and I played a rogue and we would, we would pop uh fissletease or whatever. That's what made you go fast. Um, so yeah, that's where that came from. It just <laughs> slipped out. I'm sorry, everyone.
0: It's okay. I must've missed this conversation in the discord that people were upset with you popping coffees. Not,
1: not upset. <laughs> they just, they just found the comment interesting. So I, and I, I realized it's not a yeah so i just Is that uh, a
0: common phrase i just wanted to address it
1: you know off the top and then and then i think uh i think it was like really like maybe we have a couple of folks i think it's like usually jimmy and babylon redeemer who who will comment um uh, as soon as they start listening to the show and they're 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 right on they top comment of it. as
0: they go oh my god i love those
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, and uh, these these were great. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to address that. That's what that is. Um, I don't think anyone can be held responsible for being a rogue, especially when they were young. Um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you are awake and alert enough to yeah. not require coffee at 8:30 p.m. when we start recording. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm stoked to to get your thoughts this week because I know you've had uh, some significant time. You've been able to pump into Final Fantasy 7. And like me, you've never actually played it before. So you don't have like when Bo and I were talking about it, uh, he was talking about it literally crying and like how mm-hmm. much nostalgia he had. And, and you have none of that. So I am really curious to hear your side of this whole Final Fantasy 7 thing, because I want to know if it's just. The remake is an objectively like good game, like fun to play. So, well, give me your Final Fantasy VII thoughts.
1: Yeah, so I I never did play Final Fantasy VII on uh, on PlayStation when it first came out. I never owned a PlayStation. Did not own a PlayStation Two. I had friends who owned those platforms. Um, it's just weird because I don't like. Also, Final Fantasy, a uh, large RPG, wasn't something that you played. Uh, when you went over to a friend's place, the 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 core memory I have of Final Fantasy VII was uh, uh, going to a friend's place and then booting it up and showing me the various discs required. And I'm like, whoa, three discs or however many it was. My games just came on a cartridge and we we were fine with that. Um, <laughs> you know,
0: Back in my day, well, I mean, games came on a cartridge and we liked it.
1: It was the same day, right? Like it was the N sixty four, it was the PS one, but uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, and that's that's the thing. I I really feel like I don't feel this way about the other Final Fantasy games, but there's something about Final Fantasy seven that you, it it has those iconic, you know, music, cl- characters, and the music and the characters of of uh, of that game have kind of moved past just just the, its own game and I, I mean i as someone who's not a huge final fantasy fan i don't think you can say that about any of the other ones maybe except for the first one where you just had the generic mage warrior blah 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 but for some reason cloud tifa uh 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 airy airy okay maybe they're not that nailed
0: it she's yeah, no. so iconic no, well tifa
1: and cloud are probably the yeah. two more two most uh iconic and it's funny i was just playing i think the, the other guy's name is barrett uh he's the guy with the gun for an arm can't forget that i was
0: going to say i know him he's guns for arms yeah
1: guns for <laughs> arms and then flower lady uh aerith i think her name is um we won't go much further into that but i those characters just seem to keep going and maybe it's because square enix has sort of kept them going there was a movie that they put out i think in the early 2000s uh which was a i think a direct sequel to final fantasy 7 um but when i started playing the remake i didn't necessarily feel what Bo felt i wasn't crying but i certainly recognized some of the themes and the characters and the music as it was playing and and i had like uh, sympathy nostalgia, <laughs> you know, where I knew there were people like you know Matt and Bo <laughs> who, who would play this game and and get emotional. So I'm sitting there listening to this and I'm like, why is this affecting me in this way in the sense that
0: I'm think, not yeah, it's, weeping, it's but... Empath- empathetic nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Not sympathetic. Yeah, empathetic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just, I don't know. I, I could feel that, you know, I could feel that feeling, but maybe not as strong, but... I and I think it made the game just a little bit better as I was playing. It didn't affect sort of the in, the entirety of my experience, but I, I did feel it there. And I, and I think a lot of folks who play this game are gonna feel that as well because it's not. It's very rare that you play a remake that is remade to this caliber. I think that's the first thing that I noticed when I was playing this. Is this is a this is a remake of a PS1 game. We're talking like bottom of the barrel of 3D here, and they've really taken it and they've they've brought it up to the PS4 level. Um I was playing Well yeah, cuz they
0: they redid everything, right? Yeah. Like they took the they took the boss fights, they took the story, and mm-hmm. then they basically created a new game from the bottom up with different combat mechanics and all new graphics animations everything like they're as far as i understand there's nothing of the base game that they built on they just took inspiration from but completely remade final fantasy 7
1: yeah exactly uh it's it's wild that that they that they did that like that is so much work they easily could have taken final fantasy 7 and and remade it you know, it, it, or even just brought it up to this level, like remastered it in a sense. Um, I think when you have a PS One game and you, you you have to remake it because it is again so rudimentary in terms of its look and feel. Um, but because this is a this is a full on remake, uh, you feel it in the music, in the characters, in the voice acting, um, in the maps. And I would be I'd be surprised if I went back and played Final Fantasy VII again, you're probably right, you would feel those story beats, you would feel those bosses, those characters, but you would, you would totally see how much has changed. And I think that's another thing that I kind of feel like I'm missing out on is how much did they how much has this evolved, like how much work went into it, I think that would help people appreciate maybe why they split it into multiple parts. I know last week, I was kind of, you know, playing that other side and questioning that that side of it. But uh, it's, it's it's remarkable in the sense of the amount of work they put into this and i think that's that's the first thing that that needs to be mentioned but um having you know i i think about seven hours in i'm around chapter six so i've got a good feel for it i've got a good feel for the characters the story and i gotta you do feel the 90s right the late 90s (laughs) rpg jrpg there's a lot of stuff in there uh not necessarily that wouldn't fly but just stuff that wouldn't be top of mind for for an rpg and i don't play a lot of jrpgs so maybe people are like no that's just that's just standard stuff that's
0: just how they are yeah yeah
1: but i but if you know the way cloud reacts to every character the way some of the the other characters sort of interact like you know um i'm trying to think of an example but for some reason like all all the women in this game are hitting on you which is uh which is not something you normally see in these games it i think people have more balanced characters these days but for some reason every every woman you run into is just all over cloud i mean he's dreamy don't get me wrong but (laughs) he's
0: super dreamy
1: he he is yeah and he's got a big sword so i think i can i mean it's bigger than he is on the box like this isn't even a joke like it's just it's it's crazy but um that was an easy one uh i think that I, other than that like i think the story is really is really interesting it starts off really quick where you're in this you're in the mako reactor and you're working for this ragtag group oh this is the other 90s thing is is basically you're a you're a gun for hire and everybody on like the leader of the team that hired you just really dislikes you um and you're you're just talking smack the entire time but everybody else on the team is like oh we're scrappy and we're go-getters and don't worry he's just he woke up on the wrong side of the bed every time, you know. This <laughs> is very, very 90s. So in that sense, I think that, again, they they still keep what probably... Uh, what, what was probably present in the first game, you know, that feel. So if this were a new Final Fantasy and, and it felt like it was steeped in 90s, you'd be, like, concerned. But because this is a remake of a game that was made in the 90s, I think it really helps keep that nostalgia. I, I think I posted uh a video of it while I was playing where it was just a cut scene and a bunch of dogs show up and you're like oh crap i'm gonna have to fight like eight dogs but then one of the the characters did you ever watch breaking bad
0: um the first like half no. of it probably
1: well there there's a character in, in breaking bad it's like these two these two people that are uh they were jesse's friends they were always high and one of them is the voice actor for wedge in this game and uh he shows up with a dog whistle and he blows it, and he he pulls off like four four dogs. Uh, he pulls aggro, and he just runs, and it's just really cheesy scene where he's running and he's like screaming, and he's like, "Come and get me!" And and then one of the dogs bites his <laughs> bites his ass, and and that's like a plot point, you know. And uh, I'm not joking. Well, when
0: is ass biting not a plot point? I mean, really? <laughs> well,
1: I mean, probably around the year 2000. It went out with Y2K. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, when was the last time you saw? Uh, anyways, uh, it's, and again, I'm not complaining. I, I think it really fits in the sense that they, they didn't take everything about Final Fantasy seven as road. And I could be completely wrong on all of this and everyone's like, the, what are you doing this is final fantasy as you
0: say for someone who didn't play the game you seem to know a lot about the original final fantasy <laughs> i just
1: i'm just getting a 90s tone i don't know much about final fantasy 7 the original and i don't know if maybe there was no dog biting maybe dog biting maybe, just <laughs> maybe behind the ass it. is new <laughs> maybe i mean i'm sure it is new again it just feels like it's ripped from the late 90s again i <laughs> it could feels be wrong. like
0: it's ripped yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he,
0: I think he <laughs> it's got just getting too easy.
1: I know. I th- I think he got shot as well, and that's maybe why he was hurting a little more near the end. But he seemed to favor his his right cheek a little much. Like it was, <laughs> he was not having it. Um. That being said, the story is very is kind of straightforward. Like you know, uh, you know, people who live on the plate bad. People who live in the slums good. We need to destroy these Mako reactors that are ruining the planet. You know, you're you're eco-terrorists and you're trying to take down the man. And there's literally, oh, here's another 90s stick. Like you're literally riding in the train. And there is like Shinra, which is the bad company, Shinra middle manager. And you're having convers. He's not named. He's not a named character. It's literally company name, middle manager, and then company name, middle manager, female or whatever. And, and you're having these interactions <laughs> on the train. And it's just over the top. And, and again, like, it works because this is a remake of, of a game in the 90s. And um, so the story's good. The characters, I think they they do a really good job with the voice acting. Again, I don't know, I don't believe there was voice acting in the original. Um, probably not. I, I, yeah, I doubt it. Um, but having seen the movie, it feels like they really, and they might have even used the same voice actors, I don't know. But having seen the Final Fantasy VII movie probably 10 years ago, uh, it's it feels like they captured those voices, you know, like Cloud's like this soft spoken, you know, you know hero guy, and uh, you know Tifa's like the punchy lady and and whatnot. So it works quite well. I I think the voice acting is is good, and and that's one thing where you could see see them faltering with is is the voice acting but it works story's good combat i really like the combat i know a lot of people were you know kind of poo-pooing the uh the active combat when they first unveiled it but honestly after playing pokemon and kind of falling asleep with turn based uh i'm really glad they went with active because i'm i am very much enjoying sort of the hybrid uh modes of combat where it where it is active but then when you want to slow things down it gets more tactical um so i I have really been enjoying that side of things uh with the combat it really doesn't get tact tactics wise until you're fighting more than one enemy like if you're just fighting a couple of randos you can usually take them out just by mashing you know square and doing a couple special moves but then once you get around to fighting like larger groups or even even sub bosses or bosses you are having to swap between characters use specific abilities Uh, build up meters so you can summon and do your limit charge and all that fun stuff like you know higher power moves so it it feels uh it feels very fun to me the combat I, i really dig it uh it's it's more active which is what i need in these rpgs like i need something that's that's gonna keep me from getting bored and looking at my phone and then realizing oh wait i stopped playing 10 minutes ago and i've been reading twitter like that's literally what happened to me when i was playing pokemon right uh so I, I'm glad that they did that uh you know it's uh but yeah it's it's a really great game I'm enjoying it so far it's going to take me some time to get through it obviously even if it is a shorter uh RPG but yeah I'm I'm interested to see where it goes I've not played Final Fantasy 7 I only know one major plot point from from the first game and I think everybody knows that because it's it's iconic and I'm not going to say it here just in case but
0: yeah i definitely don't know it because there yeah. was there was a point in the game and i was like oh so like is this the big plot point thing that Bo was talking about and i was like no you're no and i was like oh okay
1: <laughs> yeah so it it's one of those things where and i don't even know if it's in this game so uh it, it, <laughs> who knows but uh and they might change it, it it's honestly it's I I feel like I know these characters even though I never played the original because again I think if you're if you're I don't want to say if you if you've if you're you've played a lot of video games or you've been around since the PlayStation 1 days like you know of Final Fantasy 7 so you know you know of these characters to a certain extent even if it's such a small degree I mean they even put Cloud in in Smash Brothers which is
0: I was going to say that's how I know who he is is yeah. because of Smash Brothers <laughs> Yeah
1: it, but I mean that that is just goes to show like how far that character's coming, and and Cloud's never been on a Nintendo platform. So like Nintendo even went so far as to make an exception for for Final Fantasy seven even though it's well, I guess Final Fantasy seven actually has been on. And it was it was on, it was put on the Switch, but it like that one doesn't count. <laughs> that's a place you, like that's old super super old game. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I I i need to play more of it to get you know more into the story but it's very another thing that feels very old school 90s is that these, it's not an open world rpg so which i really appreciate because again i'm i can't handle an open world rpg right now it's very much like chapters and sections so when you start things off the first chapter is the Mako the the Mako reactor and then the second chapter you're moving through Midgar the the town um, and it's sometimes it's as confined as like a dungeon where you can go off the beaten path and find some items but most of the time it's a pretty straightforward path as you're you're moving towards your critical objective but other times you come into a city so you come into I think it's one of the districts. It's right after Midgar, uh, or right after you leave Midgar. In chapter three, it opens up, and there's some like side quests and stuff you can do to kind of, you know, get some extra experience and stuff. Um, and and that was really interesting, and and it gave you a really good indicator of, hey, if you try to progress the story, you're going to lose access to these quests and stuff. So, it really encourages you to kind of, you know, meander around a little bit. But these aren't huge open areas. They're they're very they are confined but it's more like a i would probably equate it to like a town that you would expect in like an RPG like a, a larger town or something mm-hmm. and i really dig the you know the chapter approach because again i i want to just play it finish it and move on to the next chapter i don't want to have to worry about oh you know i got to explore every inch this isn't the witcher this is very much like a uh, more like a tomb raider experience except you you can't go back right you're, you're moving forward i haven't mm-hmm. i haven't been able to go back just yet maybe we do move back i have no idea but it feels very much like a you're on the rails and you're moving forward so when you choose to get on that train you're not coming back um, um unless there's some story reasons to return i have no idea but i do appreciate that approach because i just right now i need to be able to boot up this game in some sort of semi-awake state and not have to worry about, okay, now which direction was I running in? You know, okay, what yeah, am I doing? What have here? I
0: done? What have I not done? What's yeah. going on? Yeah.
1: Worst case scenario, I open up the map and it's like, oh, right. I have to go that way. And for this reason, that's all I have yeah. to worry about, which I do appreciate right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I, I wasn't, I'm not surprised. I, I figured I would. I, I think they put a lot of love and effort into this remake and, it could probably go down as the best remake ever, ever made from a video game perspective. I, I I try to think of another one that's, that's been made. I think they just, they really took this and and they were right. They wanted to do it right. And I think they did it right. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going with it. We'll see how it goes. I I do want to finish it. So I'll, I'll definitely keep everybody in the loop, but, I know people who played Final Fantasy Seven really enjoyed the remake, so um I'm looking forward to finally catching up after almost two over two decades. <laughs> yeah,
0: <I was> just <laughs> saying, yeah twenty years, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. yeah.
0: and and I kind of have those feelings too. And I mean, right now I'm just um the, the reason Ryan's talking so much about Final Fantasy Seven mm. is we were putting the show together this week, and I was like, oh my God because I bought animal crossing, which I knew was a mistake. Ah. I have been, I basically added another like game as a service to my plate, which was already heaping. So I've got, you know, wow, still a little bit. I've got a uh, hearthstone, I've got dead by daylight, and now I've got animal crossing that I have to log in every day. So it's, uh, yeah, my plate is very full, but not full with anything new, so I think that when I fall off of some, if not all of those, then maybe I'll give uh, Final Fantasy a look, because everyone seems to be all about it right now, and and I'm hearing good things from kind of both camps, from the the people that did play it before and the people who haven't, so uh i i think i will and especially since you know matt bought it and beat it so it's just kind of sitting around now like yeah get that value (laughs) um yeah exactly exactly i don't have to invest anything to have this experience so i think uh sorry i've I've been fighting with trall for the last like 20 minutes he just wants to like (laughs) come up and play with the mic in my headphones and it's so distracting um i don't know if you can hear him he's like crying in the background i can't um okay good (laughs) yay for good mics (laughs) but um yeah so anyways I I I don't have anything I don't have any time right now and I don't have anything new on my plate um and all that being said guys if you have anything that's like even if it's like something that came out in the last couple years that you just like you know I haven't played or or you want to recommend and like well basically what I'm looking for is something that I can like pick up play and finish I don't want another like obsession i don't want another thing i have to log into all the time i just i'm i'm looking for experiences that are like something that i can play with a start and a finish so if you guys want to recommend anything to us you can go to two places you can go to either patreon.com slash the gamers in and put a um, comment up on one of our posts over there We also wanted to take a moment now to thank Matthew, who is our April patron. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Or you can head on over to bit.ly slash TGI discord and put your suggestions in there for what I should play next. Again, something with a start and a finish, you guys. It can be multiplayer. That's cool. It just has to have a start and a finish. Please, please (laughs) give me a finish line. I need it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Animal Crossing is uh, there's no finish in sight for sure
0: no and uh it's yeah animal crossing i love but also hate and i just got to the point where i'm like okay i think i can start like moving things around on my island and maybe start like having a grander vision than just let me pick my weeds and you know like get through the first couple of stages of the game so i feel like i'm starting to get to the point now where i can customize my island But I know what that means. (laughs) So I'm kind of like, I'm, if nothing else, thankful for the fact that it is time gated in this case. Normally I hate time gating in games, but I'm just like, you know what? I've done as much as I can do in a day. And then I say what I want to move. And then they're like, okay, it'll be ready in the morning. And I'm like, okay, good. Uh I can, I can stop today. (laughs) So yeah there there is at least that level of me being able to put it down but that being said i mean i still play like anywhere from like two to four hours a day of that
1: stupid game it's (sighs) it's kind of that's that's the that's the nature of animal crossing and you're right like i i've been doing the same thing where i pop in basically do some chores and like okay i think i'm good for now and maybe tomorrow when i come in and play i'm gonna make sure that i you know do some progress like today, I think I unlocked, I finally unlocked the terraforming and mm-hmm. uh, started, I, I got the yeah. I haven't
0: even gotten that far yet.
1: You haven't? Oh, it's like right after the, the you get K.K. Slider to play a concert, basically. Oh, I
0: haven't done that yet.
1: Oh, okay. I think you just need to talk to Isabel. You must be at the point where you have.
0: Oh, yeah, I have Isabel. Yeah, so I guess I just must have not done one of those. Like, because you know how sometimes you have to go like talk to them and then be yes. like, what should I do or let's have a party <laughs> yeah, I probably just have missed that step. I
1: I bet if you go in and you talk to Isabel and just ask for an island evaluation she'll say, oh, you're at three stars. I thought it was gonna be
0: oh I thought that was a thing that just happened like your no. house gets evaluated every week and I was like I had just been waiting. everyone was talking about how many stars their island was. I was like, oh, nobody sent me anything in the mail yet.
1: <laughs> You know, it, it, I, I have a it,
0: silver house
1: <laughs> i thought it would prop too but it didn't it just i had to go talk to isabel and and then it and then it happened and then essentially after credits roll uh i was joking in discord that i had credits pop up um after the credits roll you you get the ability to start terraforming and i got the ability to do i, I think water it was like a water... They call it a water permit. So essentially I was worried like, okay, where where am I going to be spending all these nook miles? And then they unlock terraforming and it's just... There's a, an incredible amount and everything costs a lot of nook miles. So I got the water permit and I started fooling around and, and just came over the moon about the water permit. He's like, <laughs> you, can, you can build bridges? And that, so I, I built... It wasn't a bridge. You know, poor guy. He thought it was a bridge, but really it was just... I was filling in the river with, with land and, and blocking off these important fish <laughs> ecosystems, but I didn't want to ruin his day. Uh, but then I took the bridge apart and he's like, oh my gosh, you can destroy bridges too. And he was, <laughs> he was just having, he was over the moon about it. And I'm like, okay, this is great. And the fact that you can control all that stuff is 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 wild. It goes back to my original sort of thoughts on this game. It's like, it, it feels like this game wasn't designed by Nintendo. It feels like it was designed by, fans of animal crossing but then they also <laughs> forgot to do like multi-crafting which just seems yeah. like maybe nintendo's like that's too much we can't have that um man it took forever to craft and all multi-buying that oh multi-buying oh i haven't necessarily come across that they do have some multi-buying like what do you what do you do well, you need in to the, in in the tailor
0: shop in particular oh. where i want to buy like you have to go into like the change room to see everything that they have and then like oh they have a super pretty dress and i want all the colors and then i have to go into the change room six times and mm. i'm just like oh why
1: i see you can you have buy to multiple go through the
0: dialogue the whole time too uh,
1: yeah well that's a yeah that's animal crossing that's
0: just an animal crossing thing yeah that,
1: that's something they'll never take out because that's a nintendo and an animal crossing thing so it's almost like it's here to stay that's yeah. too much you can't that's too far um i think uh yeah, I think in the in the tailor in the change room, like you can buy multiple items that affect different parts. As long of as they're not in
0: the same slot, yeah, yeah, exactly. But Ryan, I need all my different color fairy dresses. Okay, that's
1: fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. No judgment.
0: <laughs> so, and today it was Harry Potter robes. I had Harry Potter robes that were Ooh. well, they called them graduation gowns, but they were only available in the four Harry Potter house colors. And so I was like, yeah, we know. And we know yeah. what
1: this is. You could yeah. also smell the magic too, right?
0: <laughs> Obviously. So yeah, I'm going to walk around with my Ravenclaw or well, my black and blue graduation gown and my wizard hat and I'm going to have a fun day. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then you have a wand yeah. and stuff so you can...
0: I, I don't have a wand yet. I mm. haven't seen any shooting stars. It makes me really sad. Thanks for bringing it a... up, Ryan. What?
1: <laughs> I mean, not to... not. To, I don't know if this is rubbing it in or just making you feel better, but I have a fish wand. So it just smells like fish. I don't actually have, like, a star wand. No. Um, no. No. Uh, it's funny we're talking about is animal Is it just, cro-
0: like, a trout that you hold by the tail? No, it, it's just, like, it's like people, a blue... Like, whack people, like, this is my wand. It's like, <laughs> it's... No, Ryan, that's not a wand. It's just a fish.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just run around... Yeah. i uh, not yeah. going to even say that. Uh, no, it's a it's, a, it's a, a blue star wand, basically. So it's just it's not as special as a star wand, but it is still a star. It's just blue. Ah. Uh-huh. So, uh... Are you um are you excited about uh, the this this up this patch that's coming for Animal Crossing like all the the, the new updates that's coming this week or are you just yes, trying to block a great it out Yeah
0: segue into the news by the way I well thought that's done. Well, yeah you
1: know <laughs> I just so good I just want to talk about <laughs> Animal Crossing and I felt like we were hitting the end there it's like no 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 we got to keep going
0: got to need more yeah so there is more coming into new horizons and um I'm I'm kind of I think it's really cool except that i don't really have anything in my museum that's uncommon i guess right mm-hmm. now like i mean i within the first week of me having the game i went to my friend Shojo's island and she had a whale shark
1: in her museum
0: and i was like whoa that's so cool and i was seeing all these people like basically okay guys if, if you don't know much about me um i love sharks sharks are like my favorite animals i think they're so freaking cool if i had unlimited like resources i would just go swim with the great whites it's like on my bucket list like really that's just i love sharks anyways um so i saw all these people like showing off catching sharks all this cool stuff and like i have seen nothing that cool like i get like crayfish and tadpoles and and like sea bass and you know now at least since the since april started i i get i get nemos now so that's good little clown fishes (laughs) but i get like nothing of like crazy note that i have caught or seen on my island or any of my trips to uh to nooks islands or anything like that so i very much like i think a new wing of the museum is super cool but it's like one more collection that I won't get the cool stuff for (laughs) Uh is at least that's how I feel. But I obviously it's not going to be like the truth. But yeah, I think it looks really cool though.
1: Well, the the interesting part about that extra wing for the museum is that it's connected to this new not a new character, but a returning character, uh, Jolly Red, and he would come by in previous Animal Crossing games and he would he would sell you art. Um, And but but that art would be fake or real and you couldn't i don't know if you could tell like you maybe there were some tells there but he wouldn't tell you he would just sell you the art for an absorbent amount of money and you were sometimes buying a fake piece or a real piece so i'm guessing where the fake and real come in with this one is that when you try to donate it to the museum mm. blathers is gonna be like yo what are you trying to pull this is a fake painting you got ripped off
0: yeah <laughs> why you wouldn't
1: just arrest the guy who sold you the painting like i don't understand if he keeps coming back to the island you'd think you'd just sick you know tom nook on him mm-hmm. uh but i guess animal crossing so anyways uh yeah you'll be able to purchase <laughs> these these uh this artwork from from uh jolly red uh he used to be called crazy red and i maybe they they changed that for uh sensitivity reasons i have no idea but He's happy now, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, that's that's coming, and then we have a new event. Hopefully not as bad as the Easter event, but we've got a, an event starting on April 23rd as soon as the patch goes live, which is Nature Day, uh, which you're going to be collecting nook miles, getting nook miles, specific challenges for nature-inspired goals such as planting trees and watering flowers. Sounds fun. It's probably... <laughs> chores sounds
0: like a lot of what yeah it sounds like a lot of what I've been doing anyways because I've been trying to breed all of the different colors of the different flowers that I like um by the way if anyone has roses I can't find roses anywhere I have literally one stalk of white roses and Mm. I don't know where it came from (laughs) so I have a feeling like really early on either Matt or I dug up a rose on a nook island that we didn't realize, like it was a big deal (laughs) because I have yet to see them again. So anyways, uh, if anyone has roses and hit me up, but uh, so anyways, I've been trying to breed all of the different colors, which means I've been like picking them up, moving them around, watering flowers every day, like an absolute fiend. (laughs) So Yeah, um, this sounds like stuff I'm doing anyways. So bonus Nick Miles is always awesome. And there's more uh, Animal Crossing events coming soon as well. After May 4th, we've got a a May Day tour from the 1st to the 7th, which is um, we're going to get to go to a limited time island. Hmm. So that's going to be kind of cool. And then there's going to be International Museum Day, which I don't... Is this... Okay. Is International (laughs) Museum Day... An Animal Crossing specific thing, or is that actually a holiday?
1: I I doubt it's a holiday, but I it's, <laughs> it's a day. I'm I'm sure it's got to be a day, right? International Museum Day. I mean,
0: there's there's kind of a day for everything, so I'm gonna go with International Museum Day as a thing.
1: I, well, so it's yeah.
0: <laughs> I think this is a really cool idea that you can <laughs> kind of go around. Excuse me, and collect stamps and stuff at different museum exhibits in game. To earn some kind of a reward. And so I kind of hope, like, ah, I'm so torn on this because, like, part of me is thinking, oh my God, what if my museum doesn't have it? And then I'm thinking, oh, that's super cool. I'll be able to go to other museums that have it. And then I'm like, what if none of my friends have the thing? Oh, they and then will. I'm going to have to, yeah, they, they probably will. But
1: you know what the best part about this is? Is that this game. This stamp card game is a real game that they probably let you play at museums. But you and I.
0: Have you never played like the they used to have um, at the museum, they have those um, like hole punches, but Mm -hmm. they would have like all the different um, like unique punch patterns so that they would know if you actually went to the exhibit in the museum or not, because you wouldn't have the hole punch pattern if you didn't go and visit the the actual exhibit. So, yeah, no this is definitely a thing
1: well i was gonna say i i figured it was a real thing but w- what you and i would experience if we went to do it, it was, we probably would be barred from doing it it's because it's for kids but now we actually get to do it because <laughs> it's in our animal crossing and no you know no teenager at the front line is not gonna let us we're gonna be able to hole punch it's gonna be great so i'm excited <laughs> about visiting everyone's and and i know what's gonna happen in discord there's gonna be like I need a, I need a Triceratops stamp. Does anyone have a full Triceratops? Yeah, here's my Dodo code. Like, it's another one of those things where this is what yeah. I wanted um, from these events for Animal Crossing is encouragement for us to, to jump through those awful, awful Nintendo online hoops. I mean, they're not that bad, but, you know, they're still annoying.
0: It's pretty bad, though. It's, like, when you're talking yeah. about Dodo codes, the thing is, which I've noticed with, um, like, turnip buying is because you, like, stop everyone's experience when you're trying to either go to or leave the island. It just gets absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, I I really, really wish that they had figured out a better way to, I'm assuming, like, secure and authenticate everybody's game state or something. I don't know. Like, I really don't know why there's that crazy big long... um, like loading screen for for literally everybody. It's not even just the person who's coming to the island, like the game stops for everyone. So I I hope they figure that out. I wish they had before the game came out. I don't even know if it's possible in Nintendo's Animal Crossing world. I don't know, but oh man, it is jarring.
1: Hmm. I guess I haven't really experienced much of that in terms of the. have you
0: been to like a busy island for any reason other than just like oh yeah see I've done a dodo code island for good turnip prices I did it one time and I was like wow it took me probably like 45 minutes (laughs) to to just get in sell my turnips and get out because of all of the like comings and goings of everybody
1: okay yeah yeah that I (laughs) I have not personally experienced that because I haven't i haven't done that but i imagine like there's going to be a time and that's why i'm glad i'm keeping tabs on our on our discord because there is less uh folks in there as opposed to if you're on like a like a like a turnip trading discord where if someone gets a 600 bell turnip they're gonna be their
0: island is busy for eight hours yeah
1: (laughs) exactly so i'm i haven't done that yet but yeah i can imagine that being incredibly frustrating um not to jump back, but with the Mayday tour, are we at all concerned that Mayday is like you're flying, Mayday is not something you want to hear?
0: Isn't that like, <laughs>
1: that's bad. I'm sure
0: this this can't be a crash landing type thing, right? I don't, no, it's
1: not. It's like, we got to go back to the islands. Like, well, we can't because we burned, what was it? I, I visited my first island with the Nook ticket. And then he says like, oh, and don't leave anything here because you can't come back because we burned the maps. And I'm like... That is some serious lost shit. Like, why are you burning the map?
0: Yeah, like, why Why do you never want to come back here again? Yeah. What's going on? We
1: need to go back. I think it's yeah. like, it's <laughs> at least a, a crucial thing for season four. I mean, we need to come back. But, uh, and then we all go to the church in the sky. I have no idea. But, um...
0: Oh, I thought that was your segue into wedding season, which is the third event. It, it June, is. Uh, first it is. <laughs> we're on
1: fire. All thanks yeah, to the so hit show Lost. Um, <laughs> so, wedding season, June 1st to the 30th. Are we just marrying the same people every day? Is that
0: what this is? I guess so. We have to arrange their wedding photos. So, Ooh. I guess that that's the kind of Yeah, okay. Will you say it like that? No, I'm excited. But you Don't have get me to go wrong. to Harves. You have to go to Harv's Island, oh, which is creepy. like it's so fucking creepy, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like it's this like hippie looking dude with these sunglasses all the time. Who's like, yeah, just like totes come to my secret island yeah. that albatrosses know just how to get there. And there's no one else there. And you can just take pictures in all of my rooms. You know what? Whenever you want. It's so <laughs> creepy.
1: <laughs> have you ever Um, have, did you watch Netflix's Mindhunter okay so i feel like season three when they eventually get around to doing it it, harv is gonna be like the background story yeah he's the background they don't catch him you just see some of the shit he's doing and he's clearly like a really (laughs) you know messed up guy and uh,
0: so messed up. you know david fincher talking about it (laughs)
1: you know david fincher if you're if you're at all you know interested in knowing who you should focus on for season three in terms of your background made up serial killer look no further than harvey's <laughs> island
0: like i really think that there's some people who've never left and not because they chose to did you notice <laughs> you can't explore his island at all no you just go into the totally empty harv house what is that what else is can, on the island you can put all exactly you can put all your things in there yeah. don't worry
1: it gets creepier like, when you no, summon them by amiibo like what what is it like <laughs> Oh, don't worry. Just you can bring these dolls to life. And I was like, how are we? Are we like summoning these characters and they're stuck here forever? I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that, Harv.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No. Harv's Island when I because at first like I was like, oh, there's this there's this cool dude hanging out on my island. People come to my island every once in a while. I'm gonna talk to him. He starts talking about how I can go visit his island. And I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Maybe this is like, you know, a friend for people who don't necessarily have friends.
1: That's what I thought too. And then yeah. he's just like he <laughs> and got then you free. go to his
0: island and you're like, What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? I'm never gonna get back.
1: <laughs> Why don't we burn that map? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, Harv's Harve's Island
1: is. So what is are we doing with this wedding?
0: <laughs> we have to go there. Uh-huh. And we have to, and we have to find this couple who's just been married, and we have to make them pose for pictures in Harv's house.
1: <laughs> I mean, are we saving Reese and Cyrus? Is that the? <laughs>
0: Oh, no it... we we forced them to stay oh. there to have these photos taken for 30 days the entire month of june reese and cyrus just have to wait in harv's house while strangers take pictures of them and tell them how to pose
1: so <laughs> is it like a groundhog day situation where they are just reliving the same day over and over again I don't even know. Or is it worse? I don't even know.
0: But we as players get wedding-themed items as a token of their gratitude, so yay! (laughs) I mean, okay. I'm sure I'm putting a really dark spin on all of this, but honestly, (laughs) it's creeped me out so bad. Like, you could be a model. You should come to my (laughs) house. What are (laughs) you doing? It's so bad! (laughs) Yeah, I know that, but
1: like, you make it worse by whispering that. (laughs) Like, you're not... Like, I think... Poor Harv, I feel bad. No, but seriously, I I think I I thought I was the only one when I went to this island. That's like I don't want to come back here. Like I don't want to pose I've these. I've literally people.
0: never been back. No, and I was I'm... like I escaped with my life. Oh my god, I could have been a headline.
1: Headline? Yeah, you could have be been on his headline. Uh, he probably that's probably his his basement. He has a basement, I think actually. I didn't oh, go down. he does. He okay. has a
0: basement and an attic. He has both.
1: Oh man, I haven't been to the attic. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, I you know to bring it back to the to the positive here <laughs> Uh, it's interesting that we'll have wedding themed items because there actually have been weddings performed in animal crossing, you know, due to sure. you know, COVID-19 thing, people moving, uh, their weddings to virtual spaces. There's been weddings in a bunch of games, but I was going to say,
0: I mean, I've attended more than one Warcraft wedding (laughs) long before the quarantine. (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. And that's great. And I think it's really cool that we're going to have these items and, and maybe people will, you know, renew their vows now that they can actually wear like a proper wedding dress in the game i have no idea it'll be interesting um yeah and then and the only other thing is that uh you had mentioned flowers earlier they're they're adding uh leif's uh garden shop to uh to the to the to the game in which you'll be able to buy shrubs and flower seeds so maybe he'll have a a rose maybe
0: he'll have roses oh yeah. that'd be great
1: he'll give you a rose and then you'll uh you'll walk off into the sunset And then you'll be on TMZ at some point later on. I don't don't watch that show. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty beefy update. And I mean, I was kind of contemplating in Discord. Do we feel like this is, we're going to get quarterly updates? The fact that they've given us events straight through to the end of June, or do you think they're going to just do it in fits and spurts? I would imagine most of the the concrete events, like um, Christmas and Halloween, are already in the game. But this kind of shows that maybe not like maybe they're going to be patched in well as no they go. i
0: think i think they're going to be patched as they go and i think a lot of that has to do with um like when josh was on we were talking about the whole time travel dilemma uh, and there are like obviously um uh, turnips when you time travel go bad so um there's an aspect of like time travel protection in the game but there's literally nothing stopping you from saying like Hey, guess what? It's now December 25th, 2020. Yay, Christmas stuff. And then you could just have all the Christmas stuff that no one else has. So because you can change your system time, none of that stuff is is already in the game. And that's one of the things they were talking about with the Easter event is they were just like, you know, like, don't worry about the time travel thing. It's not I mean, you can cheat the system for sure, but it's not like you can get the entire annual experience that way because, um, none of these events are currently in the game. So I'm sure we will get, um, quite large, possibly quarterly, possibly more often than that, because I'm sure like, like you said, really big things like Christmas and Halloween and kind of like the flagship holidays, if you will, as opposed to, international museum day which you're not even sure is a real thing uh so i mean the the big flagship things will will probably be patched in like a week of if not day of and then i'm sure like but other things like this wedding season and everything else like i mean if you want to skip ahead to june 1st like go ahead (laughs) but yeah i i prefer like i said the the time gating that is in animal crossing that keeps me from playing a bazillion hours a day Um, and so, yeah, I'll just, I'll just be patient and wait.
1: Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if the time travel, uh, will work in the sense that can you skip ahead to wedding season? Like, I mean, I hadn't really thought about that. Well,
0: You can absolutely skip ahead more days than currently exist.
1: Well, for sure. But I wonder if there's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh...
0: because and i mean so uh truth time i did okay. that this morning <laughs> and what happened to your so turnips
1: there,
0: i didn't have any turnips this oh, week okay good and so what happened was um i when my we first created our island uh, my husband and i we have separate accounts we have separate houses and so i put my house down first and played the game for a bunch of hours And then he was like, oh, my God, you've been playing that for like 12 hours. Is it really that good? So he sat down and started playing it. So when he started on his account, he had to put a a new house on my island. So he put his house right next to my house, which was super cute and adorable, and then built a little like bonfire with like marshmallows and stuff. Adorable. Except his house was like one row of squares further forward than my house. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like oh my god alignment issues this is driving me nuts so this week since I didn't have any turnips or anything well actually no that this wasn't a turnip thing so this week I went to talk to Tom I finally unlocked the ability to move buildings so I'm like okay I'm gonna move my house and then first and foremost I couldn't move my house just like one set of squares like forward to match Matt's house Um, I had to move my house to an entirely different location, have it build over in the entirely new location, then move it back to one square off. Right. So that was fine. I took, I I paid double the bells because I had to move it away and then back again, because you can't build in a space that has an existing structure. So I paid my there and back again, bells. And then when the house was finally built even though i did the like let me like envision it or whatever it was it was one line of squares off the other way (laughs) like too far forward and i was like oh my god like i dug i dug a line of holes from the front of matt's house to where uh, the front of my house But then it's really hard to tell with like the footprint thing, like how much of that is going to be front yard versus, you know, the actual front edge of the house. So anyways, I put my house too far forward. So I was like, screw this. So I paid my there and back again, bells again. So we're up to like 120 K now to move my house. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to travel forward in time. Have my house built in the away space, and then I'm gonna travel back and then I'm gonna travel ahead again and have it built lined up with Matt's house. Yeah, now that I understand a little better, I built some fencing so I could see better where everything should be. That's fine. So <laughs> then <laughs> i I tried to travel to I'm like, okay, what's the like I need it was this was at like eight o'clock this morning. I'm like, <laughs> I need somewhere that's in the future so I picked New Zealand because I was like that's like way far away and it was still the same day because it was so early in our day or I guess like technically it was like two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning or something like that so the day in Animal Crossing hadn't flipped over so I was like oh my god I can't even travel to New Zealand to do this Uh like I don't want to come back and do this this afternoon so then I was like I wonder if I just like push my system clock past a day that's even ever happened and as long as you turn off like verify my time on the internet which you're doing anyways if you're like telling your system what time it is i just changed the date to the 23rd and then it was like you do your house has moved i was like thank you and then i changed it back and then i changed it ahead again to a date that doesn't yet exist anywhere in the world right and it was totally fine <laughs> so oh, yeah. now my house has moved yeah there and back again yeah so many times the hobbit tail or
1: whatever (laughs) But yeah so that's
0: so that's why i did it and i did it because i didn't have any turnips that could spoil and if they had a better way even if they had like
1: did matt have turnips
0: or like a no
1: okay i was Uh gonna say uh...
0: (laughs) i don't think so because he's kind of fallen off of playing he hasn't even taken his um his easter wreath off his door yet so i don't think i don't think he got turnips this week he didn't get turnips last week either but um, If he did get terms, are going to be so mad at me. They're so done. They are so done. But uh... <laughs> yeah, it'll be
1: fine. Um, But yeah. yeah, so
0: I mean, if the thing is, I didn't do it because I wanted to like move my whole town in one day or something. I did it because it is absolutely impossible to line things up without like they give you an overhead view when you're in your house. I don't understand why you don't have an overhead view with like a grid, even even without a grid, just a just a straight up overhead view of like your building's footprints when you're doing this like moving building step. Because oh my god, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> so right. no, yeah, for sure. uh, with a with a very very easy fix, they could have you know made that possible for me to not have to do the whole time travel thing. So. Oh,
1: the grid. But anyways, the... yes.
0: You can skip ahead yeah. <laughs> to days that don't exist yet, including Christmas 2020.
1: <laughs> it's just, and again, I, th- I think the the maybe the May Day stuff sounds pretty. Um, it sounds like it would be although you're visiting islands, so maybe it does an Internet check. But uh, International Museum Day, that feels like that would be better spent with your friends. And unless you have a, a yeah. network of friends that are all time traveling, it's probably not worth it. I mean, who wants to visit? I'm glad waiting a couple months to visit Harv again. Like, I'm good with that. Um, (laughs) Well, the
0: thing is, like, I mean, sure, you could skip ahead. Do all your scamps. uh, Scamps. Scamps. Do all your stamps. (laughs) You got me thinking about Harv again. (laughs) You little scamp. (laughs) you serial killing scamp. He's not that Uh,
1: bad. But
0: he is. But (laughs) he's so bad. Uh, But, yeah, so, I mean, you could definitely um, skip ahead and do your stamp thing. But then you're kind of missing out on the friend experience. And then when we get to like the first week of May, then what are you going to do in Animal Crossing? Skip ahead to whatever the event is for July? Like just, you know, like they're purposely putting something in the game every week or two Mm -hmm. in order to keep you engaged. So just don't rush it.
1: You know, Animal uh, Crossing
0: is not a game to rush to the finish line. It is something that I am using as a stress reliever and as a way to feel like I have some part of my life that's under control right now, which I think (laughs) a lot of people are in the current state of the world. And so, yeah, I don't I don't need to be rushing through. I need to be, you know, like I I like the pace that it's currently providing me content.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all except Harv, and then, you know, a thing popped into my head, uh, you know, it kind of, your thoughts on Harv kind of opened up my uh, my thoughts on that island that I went to, and it, it there's a darker meaning, I think he has, like, a clothesline next to it, like, those aren't his clothes, are the people <laughs> he killed, dun, 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 dun,
0: dun, dun, indeed, oh my god, Ryan, yeah. I thought I was dark, you just, you just went a whole other level further, yeah, well,
1: <laughs> that's what we do here, we went up yeah. each other. <laughs>
0: um, there's also another <laughs> just, um, I don't know how it's fun enough. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there is another update coming to a Nintendo title, uh, but it's outside the world of Animal Crossing. We've got a uh, Super Mario Maker 2 is getting uh, new stuff. Mm. It I think I think it's the final update that they're gonna do to Super Mario Maker, right? And this is yeah. so this is all the um Super Mario Brothers 2.
1: Yeah, so it's the final the final major update and they've done a couple of these with Super Mario Maker 2. The last one would have been around December when they added uh, they added uh, link um, to the to the 8-bit Mario Super Mario Brothers and that was a really cool addition, but this feels like this is a huge update. Like we're getting yeah, a this bunch of vague. new items across all the playstyles including the Super Mario 3D World playstyle. And a couple of things that people have been asking for is some sort of representation of Super Mario Brothers Two, which is a game that really only came out in the states. Uh, it is basically, and I think in Japan was considered Super Mario Brothers USA because it is mm. it is not a Super Mario game. It was a I think it's a reskinned uh, game that came out in Japan that didn't come out here. Because I think Super Mario Brothers 2, the the Japanese one, which is now called Lost Levels in North America, was considered too difficult for uh, the American audience. So that game never came out here until, I think, Virtual Console. So when you look at Super Mario Brothers 2, they never included it in Mario Maker. Probably because it. I don't think people hold it in high enough regard in Japan as opposed to here in North America. So we're getting... Basically, the the Super Mario Brothers two mushroom that turns you into Mario from that game, which allows you to uh, the ability to pick up enemies of any type, whether mm. they're big, small, um, it's crazy and opens up a whole new realm of, of possibilities. I mean, this is on par with what they what they did with adding you know eight bit Link to the game. Like, it, there's going to be levels that that'll use that skill set and. I mean it it sounds really really cool. I can't wait to try this.
0: I yeah, I'm uh I'm so confused. So Super Mario Brothers 2, you yeah. said never came out here?
1: The the one that came out in Japan was essentially Super Mario Brothers but uh like a straight sequel. So if you ever if you look up Super Mario Brothers 2 or Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, Super Mario Brothers 2 Lost Levels or whatever, it it, it looks very much like Super Mario Brothers except it's it's like much much more difficult and i think it's on so if you're subscribed well you are you are obviously subscribed to nintendo online I'm
0: subscribe to everything i, I know that <laughs> i know i don't
1: even know i, I shouldn't have even asked uh if you go into the nes app you'll be able to see what i'm talking about here and in, in that there's there's technically two super mario brothers twos right uh there's the north american one which is the one you and i remember as kids and then the the japanese one which never made it over here and it's it's pretty much it looks very much like super mario brothers it's a straight up sequel uh as opposed to super mario brothers 3 which which really changed things and yeah it's uh it's wild so okay
0: so yeah so the the super mario brothers 2 that i'm thinking of let you like play as peach and she had this like so okay so that's the Is that the japan one
1: no that is the so that is the one that came out (laughs) in north america and in in japan is considered super mario brothers usa or something and it's a reskin of uh, a japanese game i think it was like poyo poyo or something like that i can't really remember but it is it is a mario game but it only came out in north america until later on in in japan so it's 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 kind of the stepchild of the Mario games because it's not it's it was not at the time it was not really considered.
0: Okay, because uh, I'm like I remember playing as Peach. I remember yep, like
1: it's a real game. Turnips. Yep. Like
0: okay. They had potions. <laughs> and I'm like I'm sure that I played this when I was younger. Like this isn't something that I had to wait for virtual console. No, like, sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't mean to. Com- and that's the confusing part is there are technically two Super Mario Brothers two games. The one that you and I played as kids is is the one you're thinking about, where you play as you choose Mario. Okay, they came Toto out in Beach.
0: like the early '90s. Yeah, like uh, maybe yeah. late '80s. I don't even know when, but like I have
1: no idea. I think it. I was
0: super little.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I loved it too. It was it was okay. probably one of my favorite NES. games. <laughs> I was like,
0: you're blowing my mind right now. Did I have a Japanese no, game? Ryan? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> sorry, it, <laughs> okay. it's confusing
1: because they share the same name. Yeah, but in their own region but then when you swap regions they both have different names and it gets very confusing but but this is the cool part is that they are actually acknowledging super mario brothers two, the one you and i played as kids and putting it in super mario maker to
0: right okay uh (laughs) by
1: having you know not only the mushroom but they've also added like the the key guy so when you go to grab the key like the the sun comes alive and or the mask comes alive and tries to eat you which always terrified me as as a child yeah um and it's uh it's i think that was about it honestly on on the super mario brothers 2 standpoint but but they've done a lot with uh with what you can do by picking up enemies and whatnot but there's a lot of different picking
0: up enemies thing looks really cool
1: yeah i think it'll open up a really interesting mechanic for for specific levels and i think that's where I've had the most fun with Mario Maker Two in that it's like okay, this is the you know Tanuki Suit level. This is the mm-hmm. the Super Mario 3D World Cat level where you you need to hold on to that power up to actually progress through it. So we're gonna see those levels um, with the Super Mario Brothers Two Mushroom, right? So I'm I'm very much looking forward to that because I uh, man, I missed that game. Uh, it was one of my favorite NES games. Those those three Mario games, very like. They were they were the NES games. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's. Cool
0: and stuff. the other thing that that's coming with this update that I don't think we actually mentioned is the world builder so that you can actually like make a map and chain levels together yes. and and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. Like you could we are now at the point in Super Mario Maker 2 that you can literally make your own entire Mario game. Well, that was
1: the that was the core criticism that a lot of people had with with Super Mario Maker and Super Mario Maker 2 is like, okay, I've built my level, but I wanna build a world. And you could kind of see that sometimes where where authors of Mario Maker levels would build like, This is World One One, this is World One Two. Yeah,
0: and they would they would put it in the name, but you would still yeah. have to go like search for them all and you'd have to go all the way out. It wasn't it wasn't a smooth experience, but now mm. It's going to be awesome because you can literally build worlds like <laughs> as many as you want. You don't yeah. even have to stick to the the eight world Mario type thing.
1: Well, they do. They do. Like if you're building a linked world, they do cap it at eight world maps. But well, I don't cap. Yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. think they I don't know if there's a limit on like.
0: I don't know if there's a limit on levels. Like four, if I make four f- worlds, but have 100 levels in each world.
1: <laughs> it's eight world maps consisting of 40 courses so oh, okay. that that seems to be like which is cap. still
0: a lot oh yeah
1: i mean i built two levels so this is <laughs> I, i'll play right- <laughs> you'll get
0: there right i don't believe in you it's only
1: been a year i think uh <laughs> but i think and technically i only built one level because the one level that was built was caden so caden te-
0: built one yeah technically, were <laughs> with one. stickers yeah no. uh
1: so but i'm again like all the other super mario maker, stuff i'm looking forward to seeing what people build out of this and uh i hope that i i do hope that nintendo has has done some some of their own levels that we can play but this is uh this goes back to our animal crossing conversation this doesn't feel like a nintendo move like this almost feels like too good to be true but, mm. but they're adding it to the game and it, it looks really really cool i can't wait to check this out and it's out tomorrow this whole update it's out on the 22nd
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I I want to not necessarily build my own stuff, but I'm looking forward to seeing what other people's creativity can kind of bring to the Mario universe. And like, I'm looking forward to basically finding someone's super cool download and just going through and playing a new Mario game that someone that the Internet has deemed is awesome has designed like oh man i'm i'm so stoked for this i think it's going to end up with some really cool creations uh we have one final story that we were uh, kind of on the honestly i mean obviously we're running long and this is going to be a hell of a discussion but um Mm. i think it's going to be an interesting discussion so ryan as long as you're still good i'm leaving this in yeah let's do it Okay, cool. So uh, we have one final story for you guys tonight. Uh, Basically, we're talking again about next gen consoles. And Sony has um, is basically going to be limiting the PlayStation 5 supply. So this goes back to a lot of the conversations we've been having about, you know, what's going to happen? What's the impact of COVID going to be on the next gen? Like, what are we going to be actually getting when things launch at the holiday? And it turns out, Not a whole lot of PlayStation (laughs) fives, yeah. which is really kind of interesting because we're kind of expecting though, obviously um, PlayStation and Xbox, uh, Sony and Microsoft are going to have like different manufacturing, different supply chains, like all that kind of stuff. So it's possible for one company to be impacted more than the other. But it seems like, and the interesting part of the story is that the issues that Sony seems to be facing are being publicized much more than any potential problems Microsoft might be facing. And now, mm-hmm. whether that is that Microsoft actually isn't facing any problems, if they're doing a better job of keeping a lid on it or what, but it seems like everything that we've heard, even though the two companies might potentially be facing the same sort of hardships and delays. What we're hearing is PlayStation, 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 and it's basically just bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Now, that's kind of the part I want to talk about more so than the actual like limited supply of next gen, because if we get next gen consoles in like November, December, I'll be pretty shocked. I'll be honest at this point with all the delays that we're seeing across so many different industries. Mm. Um, It would be I, I think right now they're both just kind of like waiting for the other one to blink. And then they're going to be like, Oh, okay, good. Yeah. We're going to go summer 2021 too, or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think they're just waiting for the first one to flinch and then everything's going to get pushed. So, um, but in terms of the actual like coverage of Sony versus Microsoft, I really feel like because of Sony's success in this past generation, I really got the feeling that Sony was like on top, right? Like PlayStation 4 did really well. It had a lot of great titles. It had a lot of great first party stuff. PlayStation seemed to really be listening to their fans and doing what they needed to do to overtake Microsoft. And there's a price to be paid when you're the one on top. And I think that that's kind of what's happened here is that now in this generation, Microsoft has become the underdog so they've had like a fire lit under their ass Mm -hmm. by playstation doing so well in this past generation and they're like oh man like we're not the best console anymore we got lazy so i think we're seeing this in console design i think we're seeing this in just readiness to ship in in you know like their um creation of new technology and how they're Using that within their system, like they just seem to be pushing, 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 pushing. And it almost seems like they might have just started halfway through this generation and just kind of gave up on this gen and went, Okay, but next gen, we're Mm -hmm. really gonna get (laughs) them. So I get the feeling that that's like maybe a little bit what this is is that because Sony was on top, like people love a really good, like watching the big guy fall story and I'm wondering if that's playing a part in, in the reporting around uh, PlayStation and Microsoft right
1: now. I think, I think you, you, you nailed it in the sense that uh, we saw this with the 360 and the PS3 where the PS3 faltered right out of the gate in terms of it being very expensive very hard to develop for whereas the 360 was uh, an iteration on um, the original Xbox very easy to develop for uh, I think it was. It wasn't. It wasn't required. Was it a required hard drive? I think that was a big part of it. Is now I can't remember. I think it had a hard drive. Actually, no. Now I can't remember. I think it was optional. That was a problem.
0: I do remember something about PlayStation though in the hard drive department. Like I, I can't remember exactly what the issue was, but you're you're not far off. <laughs>
1: I think yeah. I, I think the PS3 had a hard drive in it, and and the PS3. I don't think
0: neither one of us owned a PS3, right? I
1: i did later on um yeah but, but after launch like when they when they launched their slim i think the core issue with the ps3 was its cost and mm. it's it, it, the developing for the cell processor was was very difficult it was a it was a custom processor whereas the 360 was a was a i think a power pc like a like a traditional p or a cpu that people would be used to working on they didn't have to right. learn how to work how to use it um but you look at these these two consoles and you you see the roles have reversed. The PS4 was on top. Xbox 1 came out of the gate and was having a rough go with the whole TV 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 thing. And
0: <laughs> oh my god, I had forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And then the guy who did that like jump ship and then, you know, um uh Phil Spencer who came in and was just like, well, time to time to fix this. Take a whole generation to fix it. And I and I think Microsoft really did salvage the Xbox 1 in in the best way they could you know, working on services, you know, Xbox Game Pass, I think, is amazing in terms of its value, but also the ability to sell consoles. Uh We saw it, you know, in Discord this, you know, these past few weeks where uh, I think Warwind had purchased an Xbox, for, you know, to, to enjoy Game Pass on. And when you look at what's happening now. And the crossplay
0: between oh, um, yeah. being able to play stuff on Game Pass on PC or Xbox, like, I think just all the integration that they've kind of given over to the larger Microsoft company, it feels like they're really starting to leverage that, which they they weren't necessarily doing before. And I think they were very much trying to keep their console gaming and their PC gaming separate. And I think breaking down that wall, being the, you know, company behind Windows as well, like it makes perfect sense for them to kind of marry those two ecosystems and be the one to build that bridge. So it's really kind of interesting there that like that's what's been what is kind of like pushed microsoft back to like the top is this mm-hmm. idea of game pass and value and play where you want and and actually mm-hmm. leveraging the pc which is the one thing that microsoft has over sony is yeah. access to people's personal computing now obviously not everybody owns a pc those that do actually own pcs may be in the mac or PC ecosystem like not everybody who has a computer at home necessarily is on a windows machine but i think i don't have any current stats but i would still say windows is the majority of operating systems okay (laughs) it it very much maybe i'm way like i know apple's like doing its apple thing (laughs) but yeah
1: like i I think uh you know and gaming has has certainly come a long way when it comes to to mac but uh it's fits and spurts like it's very yeah, much. Yeah, I'm a like. Lot of I feel titles.
0: like I would have heard if Apple, like if if Macs were suddenly the choice for in home computing. Oh like, yeah,
1: no, it's. Uh, I feel like I would have heard that. <laughs> it's 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 content creation. Uh, when it comes to Mac, like a, a design, um, you know, uh, video processing, audio processing. Like I'm I'm recording. I'm on a Mac, and uh, but but I don't play games. Even though Apple had introduced their own Game Pass, which is Apple Arcade, which is an incredible value at five bucks a month and you get access to all these top tier, you know, iOS, uh, and, and macOS games and they're all cross compatible. So again, like Microsoft with game pass has sort of, you know, created this thing that, that, uh, when you emulate it, it does really well. Like I think app, I don't know if Apple arcade is doing really well, but it's certainly a great subscription service and that it, you, you pay a low amount and you get access to all these great games, and it's a constantly evolving library. And I think, you know, Sony has tried to, you know, pivot their PS Now service to to be more like Game Pass, but they're really struggling uh, with that. And I think when you look at the PS Five and the the news stories that are coming out, there's a lot of talk of the price being too high. You know, the you know the demand and the price of the high end components are, are causing issues whereas when you look at Microsoft I'm not a tech I'm not a hardware guy but my general understanding and I could be wrong my general understanding is that the PlayStation 5 is using very specifically uh specific hardware that works well together but it's also high end stuff like it's it's specific parts that are high end that work well together to create this this
0: uh And haven't they they kind of done the same thing it's like it's a proprietary system which you know it should be but at the same time it's like they've made the playstation 3 mistake again where they've they've kind of like created their own stuff that nobody necessarily knows how to work with and they're not even from some reports like ready to ship a console because it overheats and from what they're trying to to throw in it because the the form factor is just too small and so it can't get proper proper airflow so like it just it seems like they are jumping through hoops in an effort to be just the same only different from microsoft and they're making it harder for everybody along the way while they do that
1: yeah and that's the thing from what i've read it sounds like when a developer truly unlocks the potential of the ps5 you've got this system that can really scream even though on paper it's hardware clocks lower than the xbox series x and i think that's the difference with the Xbox Series X, you have a combination of hardware that is just faster in the sense that it's the, all the components, you know, are are moving quicker, uh, are are just higher end. But I mean, when we look at a cost factor, we don't know what the Xbox Series X is going to cost. We don't know what the PS Five is going to cost. I think they're both going to be really expensive. I think when you look at costs, they're going to be nearly identical they're going to launch at the same price if not very close to each other because that's just how competition works it's going to come down to the games and that's where i struggle it's like this is these are the news stories about hardware we're going to start getting new stories about video games in terms of what's launching with these systems And I think that's where you're going to have the perfect storm of just bad news for these companies where well, that's
0: the only Microsoft news that we've kind of heard Mm. so far. And that was Microsoft. Basically, they bundled it in with uh, saying that they had canceled their events, their Microsoft organized events through 2021, uh, spring 2021. And that kind of part and parcel with that news, they kind of like footnoted it with, oh, and by the way, people are having a hard time working from home. So the hardware for the console is going to be ready, but our software might not be. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, is that software in terms of like your console's operating system? Is that software in terms of your console's games? Is it both? Like, what are we talking about here? And like I say, it was a footnote. There, There were no more details than that. It was just like, be prepared for the hardware to launch in the winter but the software might come later and it's just like that doesn't tell us much at all i I think (laughs) other than you're still launching for the sake of launching
1: (laughs) there i think that right at this point like no one's blinked so they are launching for the one of them is going to be launching for the sake of launching i think i i get the sense i don't have any information that that other people you know uh don't have but my sense from all these news stories is that Microsoft's ready to go from a hardware standpoint. They are. There's already been confirmation, or at least
0: they're they're on pace to be ready to go for holiday. Like, yeah. I don't think we they couldn't put a console in your home tomorrow. No, but. <laughs> no,
1: they they are. Bil- yeah, but
0: they're on pace still. They are
1: manufacturing these boxes yes. a, yeah. as we speak, and they and they they have to get millions of them ready for launch. So it's going to take time. But uh, they are already—they've already announced the last limited edition Xbox One X. That's going to be the last one they produce. It's the Cyberpunk 2077 one coming yeah. out in June. So when those are done, they're going to retool production and start working on the Xbox Series X in those factories. So, it's, right, and
0: Cyberpunk isn't even coming out by then, right? No, it, they got pushed to okay. uh, September. Yeah, they got I think pushed. Okay. It's probably As of one right of those... now, September. But who knows?
1: Yeah, we'll see. I think they there was a news story that they're still on target for September because um, they were able to kind of pivot to work from home in a in a way that wasn't going to impact. Uh, there probably be more crunch just because they do need more time. But um, video games. Uh, so <laughs> I think when you look at this, what it's going to come down to is I get the sense from all these news stories that Microsoft is ready they're just, you know, taking their time to announce things cuz i think they have they know they're at least from the perception of the news they're they're in a better position and when it comes to games i think microsoft's also in a better position because they've already announced their flagship title which is halo infinite they're launching an xbox with halo which they have not done since the first xbox i don't even know if it was a launch it was launch window i believe could have been launched i just remember playing that xbox and halo just being
0: i was gonna say i definitely remember those two things being married is like here's the xbox and with it comes this new franchise called
1: halo exactly so yeah you look at that and then you know sony has not announced any games for their system and again that's the core issue like i'm not going to start panicking until june hits because if we still don't have (laughs) games by june you need one because you need to match halo infinite i mean halo yeah. is a little long on the tooth maybe if they reinvent it with this new game which they say they're trying to do that could that could be a big win um so I, again it's just it's a lot of bad news both in the press of what you're reading and what you're not reading from mm-hmm. from that standpoint and i i feel more confident that's a good point
0: too like I mean, if there was like, yes, we're seeing a lot of bad news about PlayStation 5. You better believe that everybody at Sony is seeing all the leaks and the bad news and all the bad press about the PlayStation 5. So if I was PlayStation and I had something ready, I don't even know if I would be waiting because we're kind of assuming that all of these big, crazy launch announcements would have in a normal year would have happened at E3. But since that's not a thing this year, really outside of some virtual press conferences i'm kind of wondering if at this point if you're sony you just want to be like no guys everything will be okay like you don't even wait till june like tell us something now because i mean if you're waiting till june to like they have to know what their launch title is going to be right like don't you just want to change the narrative around your console a little bit, like give so give people something to attach to this huge price tag. Cause I can't even remember if we talked about it on the show or not, but we definitely had a, a big conversation about it in the Discord again. If you guys want to join the conversation, it's bitly slash TGI Discord. Um the price of the PlayStation is going to be pushing a thousand dollars Canadian for us <sighs> before before games. And that was with um when I did my calculation and like taxes and everything, I used the value of the Canadian dollar being around a dollar thirty, which it's right now like a dollar forty. Like I was being very nice to our dollars. So, you know, it's it, it was still at a dollar thirty coming close to like eight hundred and fifty bucks. And it's just like, man, that's a lot. so and and even in in the discussion, I was saying, you know, there's there's only one thing that could make me pay that much for a console on launch and that's if it launches with the rumored still rumored but you know there's job postings and stuff so you know rumored slash confirmed uh follow-up to horizon zero dawn if that's a launch title for playstation 5 that will make me buy it outside of that i'm not buying one
1: yeah so you would
0: think that like with reports of how much this thing's gonna cost your follow-up as a company to kind of manage some of my, like, because I'm not the only one feeling that. Like, that's a really steep price tag. You want to be like, but it this will happen. Like, this is why. And yeah, a bunch it, of hardware specs just doesn't do it for me. No, Sorry. I, mean, I I don't <laughs> think it
1: does it for a lot of people. And and for the folks that are looking for hardware specs, like, they're PC folks. So they they look at hardware specs all the time because... Which they're, then
0: they're PC folks and they're it, like... <laughs> this yeah. is all you got <laughs> exactly i mean
1: uh th- the we love is, you pc folks <laughs> I-, I love pc folks yeah uh mac folks too you know i, I also like this but um <laughs> we love all folks <laughs> we, yeah we're, we love all operating systems um but i think uh the, the the core issue here especially from this story that we've been talking about is that sony doesn't seem to have the tools ready to change the narrative right because we haven't seen a box we haven't got a price. We haven't got pre-orders. We haven't got games because it's all unknown right now, either due to the virus or just due to the fact that they're still locking things in. And I think that they don't want to come out and say, hey, this is going to launch with Spider-Man 2 or Horizon Zero Dawn 2 and then have to say, well, actually, we're, we're having to push it. I mean, people... And
0: that's fair enough. But at, uh, at the same time, I feel like people have a little bit more understanding mm-hmm. right now for pushing software titles. Like I think if they had said, se- if they came out and said today, uh, okay, we're going to launch, you know, November and we're going to have Spider-Man two as our flagship launch title. Like here's our limited edition, blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, you know, a month or two down the line, if things don't improve, For them to have to say, look, like this pandemic is impacting literally every part of what we do. And we just aren't going to be able to deliver the console, the game or both or whatever. Like, I think that there's a lot of understanding for that sort of a delay right now. If they were just like, hey, here's all their stuff. And then delayed for no reason Uh in any other year, like that would be different. I would totally be on board with you and, and completely understanding of your kind of view on, you know, don't announce it until it's basically out the door. But I think that this is just um, like we're (laughs) 2020 is a different time. And I think that there's a lot of consumer understanding for a lot of things because we are all being impacted by this in one way or another. So I think that people understand, you know, the challenges of working from home, the challenges of manufacturing and shipping and everything else, because the entire world has come to a halt. This isn't a Microsoft problem. It's not a Sony problem. It's like it's an everybody problem. So I think people are just more understanding of delays right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. This this is uh this is definitely a, a weird year to be launching consoles. I think. Oh I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's not ideal for either company, and I think they're 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 playing chicken, and they were gonna play chicken no matter what, you know, with this year because they they want the other company to make the first first move right so i mean we'll see what comes of it i think um there were some other stories sort of floating around uh when it comes to announcements in that you know just a, a core tidbit here not to not to go further but uh was basically because e3 was canceled and a lot of companies have sort of focused their announcements around that week we're not just going to see everything continue to be during that week. Some announcements are going to get pushed further into the summer. Some announcements are going to be earlier. We're going to probably mm-hmm. get some starting in May. There was talk of Microsoft unveiling more about the Xbox Series X next month, or or which which is around the corner. We've got like two weeks left of April. So yeah. we're going to get this information sooner rather than later, I think. And uh, pre-orders are probably not going to go live until you know brick and mortar stores open back up you know um i think that's the core issue in terms of price and uh because we're not going to get a price until we have pre-orders i would think that's usually how things roll um but you know it's a it's a wild time we'll see how it, we'll see see how things shake out for sure
0: yeah holiday 2020 is gonna be a super interesting time that's for sure yeah yeah, well that's gonna do it for us this week. Hope you guys enjoyed a slightly longer episode. Uh you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com or you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me Jocelyn at plays Brian is Dar Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at the Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying with the Gamers In. Remember, tune in next week. Bye everybody.
1: Bye everyone.